a lot of attention has been paid to Russian President Vladimir Putin recently, but a group of researchers from the Netherlands have been more interested in his walk than his interventions in Syria. To find out more, I'm joined by Bastian Blum, who's medical director for the Parkinson Centre in Nijmegen, which is part of the Radboud University Medical Centre. Hi, Bas. Thanks for joining us today. Pleased to join you. Great. So, where did the idea for this paper come from? What were you thinking? How did you come up with it? Well, I think the paper really is a tribute to movement disorders enthusiasts uh, like myself and all the other authors uh, on the paper. We are trained to look at behavioral abnormalities and changes in movement. And we can't switch off our brains when we examine even YouTube videos. Um, I have to make a tribute to my old mentor, Professor Neil Quinn. I did part of my neurology training at the National Institute for Neurology at Queen Square in London. And Professor Quinn actually was the first one to make the initial observation in Putin. And he alerted me to this funny gate, uh, being a gate expert by background. Mm. Um, that's where we picked it up and actually discovered that it wasn't just on one video, but it was actually a very consistent finding that he doesn't swing his right arm on a repeated number of occasions, separated by several years, um, in the absence of any other overt neurology or any other overt problems within his shoulder, because he can do weightlifting, he's a black belt in karate, so his shoulder and his right arm seem otherwise fine. So, um, if you go back to that original observation, did Professor Quinn have an idea about what might be going on at that point? Well, one of the major developments in the field of Parkinson's disease is a heightened interest in the so-called prodromal period or preclinical period. We now know that Parkinson's disease can start several years before we actually make the diagnosis based on bradykinesia, on rigidity, on tremor. And one of the various signs that can herald the onset of what later becomes full-blown Parkinson's disease is an asymmetrically reduced arm swing. Ray Kennedy, a legendary football player from the United Kingdom, he played for Arsenal and later played for Liverpool, um, developed young-onset Parkinson's disease. And a retrospective review of footage during his heyday as a football player showed that he wasn't swinging one of his arms, uh, which in hindsight turned out to be the first and presenting sign of uh, his Parkinson's disease. And a number of other studies have confirmed this. So when you see Putin not swinging his right arm, as a movement disorder neurologist, the first thought that comes to mind is, could he have the earliest phase of Parkinson's disease and what would be the possible implications of that? Mm, absolutely, which uh, obviously would be interesting on the world political stage. Um, so you've decided now that uh, this isn't early onset Alzheimer's, probably. Um, how did you come to the conclusion that this was something that he's obtained by training rather than uh, neurology? Well, the reason we concluded it wasn't or was unlikely to be early Parkinson's is, is a number of reasons. First, um, he has shown this particular gait abnormality, quote-unquote, on a repeated number of occasions separated by years, and we know that Parkinson's is a progressive condition. So you would have expected to see additional abnormalities arrive uh, in later and later footage but it didn't that's one second we discovered an identical gait pattern in medvedev who's the prime minister of russia and former president 
in two former ministers of defense and one of their top-notch military leaders. And it was always the right arm. So the sheer fact that this was, quote-unquote, an epidemic of reduced arm swing on one side and always on the right side suggested to us that there could be a behavioral abnormality. And again, other footage of Putin um, uh, participating in judo or weightlifting shows this is, that his right arm is actually fine. So other people in the past have speculated about an herbs palsy or maybe a shoulder pathology, but we could actually show that this is not the case because his right arm seems to be fine. And then Rui Arajo, who's the first author on the paper and a resident in neurology in Portugal, was so clever to dig out a, uh, a manual of the KGB in Russian, which we had translated. And the KGB manual actually literally says that these KGB officials are instructed not to swing their right arm so as to be always ready to draw the gun when confronted with a foe. And we suspect that uh, this could be uh, a more likely explanation than early Parkinson's disease. And uh, have you had your uh, your assumptions there or your conclusions validated uh, by anyone perhaps from inside the KGB or, or former KGB member to, to say that this is the case? So we didn't speak to the KGB itself, although I might <laughs> expect some questions in the future from them. Um, we, we did speak to a, a neurologist in Russia. In fact, Professor Antonini, who is also an author on the paper, um, had conversations at a, me- a meeting in, in Moscow, and he spoke to Russian neurologists, and they said that they actually recognized this behavioral pattern and um, um, explained to us that they thought our, our, our explanation was correct. I've actually been approached by a resident from um, uh, Afghanistan whose uncle is in the army, is a general in the army, and he says, my uncle walks in exactly the same way. He neither swings his right arm. Um, and we actually went on to examine uh, Wild West traditional classic uh, films, and then you can see John Wayne and other legendary cowboys not swinging their arms either, keeping their hands close to the holster. Uh-huh. So we, uh, we, we think our explanation is correct, but we, 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 we yet have to speak to the KGB itself. <laughs> and have you noticed the, um, as you said there, you've, you've uh, had well, someone say um, that, that this manifests in Afghanistan as well, but have you, uh, have you observed it yourself anywhere else? We, when the reviewers of the British Medical Journal asked us to, to search for additional evidence, so we, we, we took uh, General Petraeus, uh, the former head of the uh, American army and uh, ex-CIA boss, as an example, but he has a symmetrical arm swing. So we were honest in the paper to say that this is not a ubiquitous observation. It's not, it's not consistently present in every military officer. Uh, but certainly we now have evidence from Afghanistan, from the cowboys and from Russian KGB trainees. So it, it seems to be fairly widespread, I think. So uh, a possible, um, it's, it's one way of spotting a spy. It's, it's, uh, it's got yeah. good specificity, but not great sensitivity. Ex- that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, great. Now, uh, we are talking the day before um, your paper is published and the press release went out uh, late on last week. So um, I understand there's been quite a lot of attention. You've been doing quite a few interviews. 
Yeah, it's already raised a lot of interest. Um, I've been interviewed by major American newspapers, uh, including uh, Washington Post. I've been approached by the French press agency um, um, uh, to give an interview. I will be on Dutch national television in the biggest uh, talk show of the country, Tomorrow Night Live. Uh, major Dutch newspapers have approached me and, and the press release in the Netherlands and, and the formal BMJ press release uh, have yet to come out. So I think this will uh, be picked up broadly by the media. Mm. And what kind of things are they asking you? How, why, what are they interested in? Well, it basically... So one of the recurrent questions is, is this just humor and fun or is there a serious message behind it? And what I've I've always been an enormous fan of the Christmas issue of the BMJ. It's been on my bucket list to publish a paper, a contribution <laughs> myself. Um, and what I like about the Christmas issue is, is it's a mixture of humor, but also a serious message. And of course, you know, the, it speaks to everybody's imagination that there could be an epidemic of early Parkinson's in the Kremlin. Um, and this explanation is sort of, you know, funny. But the serious message is it's a tribute to the art of observation in clinical neurology, in particular in the field of movement disorders. Mm. There is a serious connotation in regards to um, behavioral changes becoming embedded within the brain and becoming more chronic. Um, there is a serious message in, in, in the paper where we actually liken this to our residents in neurology who we always tell to take their patients outside of the examination room into the corridor because a proper gate uh, assessment requires a long walking distance and obviously walking on the red carpet creates ideal circumstances for gait observation uh, and then of course there's this whole issue of early Parkinson's disease and the heightened interest in that particular phase so embedded within this otherwise humoristic story are some very serious messages absolutely um, well uh, as we said, that paper is online, and uh, if you want to see some videos of um, the gate that uh, Bass described there, um, have a look at the online version. Thanks again for joining us today.